0: hello and welcome this is friend request i'm your host justin lamb and this is episode 146 with the return of antonio you might remember antonio from early season early early podcast episode 15 and antonio that has gone through all sorts of shit i did it again i swore too early uh in the in the last three or four years and we dive into it and what a fun guy. I got to tell you guys, Antonio showed up with gifts and that is probably the understatement of the year. I'm talking a, a personalized engraved Yeti coffee mug, uh, which I've used God, multiple times each week since we recorded this and a new kids on the block, authentic 1989, 90. New Kids on the Block sleeping bag. Don't worry, I washed it. But uh, I'll post some pictures and stories on Instagram. But that's enough for now. I, we'll dive back in in the, in the outro. But you gotta hear what Antonio's been going through. It's absolutely um, remarkable. So without further ado, here's the return of one, one of my favorite guests, man, Antonio Morale. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend?
1: So we talked about it the other day. I'm like, dude, I worked so fucking hard as a kid. I hate doing shit. I'll pay fucking someone to wipe my ass if I could. Oh, I got I, I know a guy. <laughs> you know it's, a guy? Do you? Yeah.
0: You know an ass wiper? A casual encounter section. <laughs> you awesome. both get stuff from it. Um,
1: <laughs> why casual encounter <this> section. <laughs> Is that a thing still? Didn't I, don't, I
0: think they got rid of it. Okay. Too much solicitation.
1: You can tell how long it's been since I've been trying to get laid on Craigslist. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh <my
0: God. laughs> um, that seems like a perfect place to start. Oh, my God. Uh, no, I was, I was looking at it um, right here. You were you were fifteen, and we're on like one fifty oh, wow. something.
1: that is so um, cool! That's up there, that's sweet.
0: That's I made it myself. <laughs> I was like, no one else is making me this. I'm proud of my hundred episodes. That, yes. yes, that is rad. Um, but so it's been a while.
1: Yeah, how long has it been? That was. It's been a bit over two been, and a half. That, I mean, it's that would have been, been 2019.
0: Okay, because I started in 2019, and fifteen was definitely in the first run of people. Wow. Four so, years ago, right?
1: Yeah. I don't do math. A very,
0: very long. fucking long four years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> got a pandemic, got some near death experiences. We'll dive into it. Yes.
1: Yeah. The pandemic alone was insane.
0: Yeah. Since then. My timing's all fucked up from that. Because I, I I'm always
1: like oh yeah we went out there
0: uh was like uh six months ago and then it's like oh no that's four years ago that's my bad
1: i think everyone's timing's fucked up yeah. i think everyone's mentality and brain everything got fucked up from did the, the same thing for it just yeah we all caveman years. out for like nine months and it was like no it's one wanted to, to leave,
0: leave. <laughs> yeah look why would i leave this basement 100 <laughs> you're like that's why you
1: put so much work in here yeah, I was
0: like this is perfect for me <laughs> i'll do it myself just had to do zoom interviews that was the <laughs> shitty part yeah um, that sucked but I, I, yeah, pandemic, we all experienced that blah, blah, blah. I yeah. want to dive in though. Cause you, you've, well, back up a little. There's a few people that I wanted to have back on that I had on in the beginning because like just following on social media alone, they've done so many things or gone through so many things just in this period of time. Like again, COVID aside, yeah. we, we all had some COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you obviously went through some crazy shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. The accident and stuff. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. And I'm wondering before we get into that, if that overshadowed anything else that you've gone through in the last four years, um, or if that really like the accident, became the, the yeah, fucking thing.
1: The accident was a focal point for the past two years, for sure. I mean, I, like you said, besides COVID, that put us all on a different uh, you know, trajectory. But uh,
0: Oh, I remember what it is. Didn't you get expunged? I did,
1: yeah i did do that yeah i did yes i had some felonies taken off on
0: the first episode
1: (laughs) i had some felonies taken off and uh that was crazy that's awesome though yeah like the fact that you can do that and the fact that it was an option for me and the fact that i mean it's so stupid the stuff i got in trouble for was so minimal now it's 20 some years later completely different human yeah you know contributing person to society and it's like it's insane but but
0: that's that's awesome though because that yeah i mean we've talked about it before but like just having to acknowledge that on every application for anything sucks like cool i was 19 and fuck you like go fuck yourself <laughs> yeah yeah um so that that's awesome yeah uh, that
1: that was a big step for me and it was something i never thought would happen but it did and uh i think everything since covid things have changed so much and i think that was part of it like in those laws being changed in those years uh-huh. Things changed, so they started like releasing people from jail. They started letting people that had nonviolent felonies, all these things. They started letting them go. I had a driving on suspended that automatically got taken off. I didn't even know it, <laughs> but like because the law changed, they just yeah, yeah. took it off. So when I went to go get my felonies taken off, they were like, "Well, your driving by on su- suspended is already gone," and I'm like, "Huh? Oh, I didn't do anything." <laughs> They're like, "No, they just took it away." I was like, "Oh." cool. You know, yeah. like Sweet. so. they're doing all kinds of shit like that with the law and it's all about politics and stuff. Well,
0: just wait till weed gets federally legal. I'm going to have to drop a lot. of.
1: It's going to be nuts. <laughs> you know, since we became legal medically, my whole position changed, you know? So yeah. like now I'm a full-time real estate agent and that's what I do. Well, actually not now. I haven't worked. I don't know if you knew that I, I haven't worked. So as far as real estate is concerned, since the accident, I've sat in the background. I have not worked my job my, uh, I spent a year and a half to two years healing physically yeah. which stops your brain from healing or not healing it stops your brain from figuring itself out is yeah, what yeah. happens so because of all the stagnant it goes stagnant exactly your brain says i'm the last one that needs to be fixed yeah your guts your stomach your body your everything that's been hurt needs to be fixed first in order for you to survive so i can survive yeah. so the brain is crazy the body's yeah. crazy
0: all the shit the brain controls needs to get fixed first. It's fu- it seems counterintuitive but it makes sense it's fucking
1: insane <laughs> yeah the brain's like i'm well enough to stay alive and i'll as long as you get everything else fixed i'll work on me last yeah. and uh it took a year and a half for my brain to finally, before I even realized I had a brain issue. It was like, now, I have brain damage now. Um, and it's one of those things you don't see. You know, people, when you have a hurt leg, you limp around. Yeah, yeah. When your stomach's hurt, you show it. Brain, no one sees that shit. So I've had to learn how to, like, figure out how to, I don't read contracts anymore. I can't read contracts. And when I do, they have to be read to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have much. a speech therapist that comes twice a week and she reads contracts and stuff to me. We practice all the time. Um Well, let's can we back
0: up cuz yeah. let's let's talk cuz we've Absolutely. for people that don't know, sure. we've said the accident a couple yeah. times. So yeah, like yeah. Can you tell us what what uh what it was, that was?
1: Uh May I think it was May 15th, 515. Yeah, May 515 of 2021. Uh, I was driving down Dixie Highway going towards Pontiac. And I ran a red light is what I was told. I have zero, I don't remember any of it. Yeah. So I don't even remember the day. I remember like a five minute portion of that day. And it's when I was getting ready to leave in the first place. Um, and I texted the person I was going to see. It was a client of mine and a friend. And I, I texted them and said, hey, I'm running late. I'll be there 20 minutes late. Yeah. But I wasn't in a hurry. So it wasn't like a meeting where we were on a time crunch. It was like, hey, we're going to order pizza and chill at your house and talk about selling your house. Um, So I know I wasn't in a hurry, but that was the last thing I remember. And we were on Dixie Highway. We went through uh, the light at Hatchery, which I ran, supposedly. And then someone turning left on Hatchery clipped my car and then put me in a spin-out. And then the other side of traffic, which was going the opposite direction, has a green light. So I got tipped on my door full speed Jeez. from it was an SUV a Cadillac SUV there was four cars involved and my car was the only one anyone got hurt um Christy who's with me today she was in the car yeah. she was in the passenger seat and uh I was ejected from the vehicle so the it ripped my door off and my seatbelt we both had seatbelts on so it ripped my seatbelt right off the wall ripped the door right off the car and I flew out the car
0: and I didn't know someone was in the car with you. Christy was in the
1: car. Oh my God. Yeah. She was in the passenger seat. So when they came to check on us first, I talked to one witness who lives right there and nobody would give us video of it. Any of the businesses right there refused to give video of their surveillance cameras. They wouldn't do it unless we subpoenaed them to get it, which was crazy. That's weird. Yeah. I was like, why wouldn't you just give it up? Then you'll
0: see we're selling cocaine. (laughs) Something
1: (laughs) crazy. Yeah. That's weird. But, uh, Once I talked to one witness, they said, you know, when we got there first, I was on the ground and I wasn't moving. I was unconscious. I was looked like I was dead. And they said, and we could hear someone in the car gurgling. And it was her because she collapsed a lung and uh, she broke five ribs, collapsed a lung, bruised her heart, um, had a head. She bashed her head on something. We don't know what. The only thing she remembered was waking up when they were cutting her pants off in the ambulance and uh
0: that's that's a terrible time to wake
1: up (laughs) yeah and she was you know i think they kept telling her like you know you're okay and she kept saying you know what happened what happened where's antonio where's antonio and uh i remember none of it i don't she's told me most of what i know so she said we got to the hospital and i was in one room and she could hear me screaming and yelling at doctors and tell them not to touch me blah 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 and she's in the other one telling me to chill out and shut up and let them do what they need to do as far as
0: your memory goes like you have that Five minutes before you leave, and then what's the next thing that's your memory?
1: Waking up from, uh, I woke up on uh, life support. Like so, days later or the next day? Or, it was the, you were in and out of it for a few days, but it was like probably four days after the accident. Three to four days after the accident, <sighs> yeah. I, they brought me back. So so you, I mean, you lost time. Like, I lost days. Days. Yeah. It was insane. I woke up and my father was sitting to the right of me, and I was strapped to a bed because I was combative I guess yeah. the whole time and I'm not fond of people fucking with me so, yeah yeah I get it. and uh they had You're me strapped. big dude
0: I'd, I'd strap you down too <laughs> you know they strapped me down and I
1: remember looking down and I was like strapped to the bed and I couldn't get up and I tried to I looked at my dad and there was I had a what do you tube, call yeah. a tube down yeah, my yeah. throat you know um and within seconds my dad goes what's up guy and that's one of his phrases you know what's yeah. up guy and I looked over, and he goes, you were in a car accident. And I remember just thinking, like, holy shit. And I thought about Christy, you know, what happened to Christy. And yeah. then a doctor comes in real quick, and he was like, hey, Antonio, my name's Dr. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, all right, I'm going to pull this tube out of your mouth. And he goes, I'm, I'm going to count to okay. three. Here's he goes, four billion pieces of information real quick. Real quick, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do not swallow. I remember him saying, whatever you do, do not swallow. Do you hear me? Do yeah. not swallow. I said, okay, okay, okay. And then uh, they pulled that fucking tube out of my throat, and I remember when they did it, a ton of like bile and whatever's in your whatever it came up into my mouth that like
0: vomit burp situation
1: (laughs) it was just liquid they pulled up with the tube and it came in my mouth pretty much and it was like i remember thinking this is what they don't want me to swallow and then she stuck like a you know you go to the dentist and they suck the water out the vacuum they yeah they put that in there and sucked it all out and then that's when the first time i was able to be like what happened and my dad was like you were in a bad car accident you know like
0: so give me give me the injury rundown head to toe because right? um, I mean, I was one of the people that was like messaging with your daughter, being like, "What's the status? Like, sure. what's going on?" And that's cr- like
1: my daughter, man. She came in clutch. She, oh yeah, uh, yeah. She like crazy. She talked to so many people and organized so I can't much even stuff. Imagine. It was insane. Being at her age, she was sixteen or fifteen years old or whatever. Yeah. She took she took charge, but uh, I uh, I I bashed my head a couple times. Obviously in the accident, which is what the brain damage is from. I had a gash on the back of my head, but it was nothing crazy. It was nothing right. I didn't no staples or nothing. Um I broke my back in five places. Um I broke my pelvis. I had six intestinal uh ruptures. ruptures. Oh, what Jesus. do they call it? Tears? Huh? Tear? Tear. There's another word for it. Um but yeah, so that was the most of my injury was my intestines. Yeah. My intestines were ripped apart. I had, every time they'd sew me up, I'd start shitting in myself. Yeah. Literally. Which is, that'll kill you quick. It'll kill you. That's a that, yeah. sepsis? Sepsis. Yeah. yeah, I went septic three times. Oh my God. And uh, the first time they opened me up, they left me open for two weeks. So I had a vac wound on and they left me wide open from my pretty much, you know, my food up to my fucking chest. You know, what know, mind fuck. It was crazy. Yeah. I remember thinking like, what, I'm open? And like, obviously you're on so much drugs at that yeah. time that I was surviving on drugs. You're
0: seeing an alien come out of your
1: seat. Literally, yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, there, I had so many drains coming out of me and all remember, kinds of remember. stuff. It was insane. Looked and, like an uh,
0: X-Man or something.
1: It was crazy. Yeah, Jesus. it was like Octoman. And uh, then they finally sewed me up and then instantly had to cut me open again. Perforation, that's the word I was looking for. My intestines are perforated. Um and it was tiny little holes, you know, yeah. just ruptures like from pres- <laughs> compact hole. Yeah. So Gosh. every time I'd start shitting myself and I start going in delusional and literally I was having visions and it was crazy. And you're nauseous. You can't, you know, instantly like I'm dying. That's what's happening is I'm dying and you start puking everything up and it's just, you have no control over that whatsoever. So that happened three times. I, they did eight surgeries in two years on my stomach. Yeah, and they went through my asshole once, which was fucking rape. It was the worst shit I've ever dealt with in my life. Um, Yeah, I felt raped more times in that (laughs) year and a half than I've ever felt in my life, dude. I kept screaming rape all the time. Um,
0: And then you're like, why'd they strap me down?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why'd they strap me down? (laughs) Yeah, because I couldn't handle it. Oh, my Um, God. Yeah, just a lot of surgeries. Eight surgeries in two years and uh, three massive surgeries from, you know, stomach up to my chest um they slit me open three times the same spot which was crazy i got one video of me where i'm holding my stomach shut and he's sewing me together
0: did you post anything
1: i probably did a while ago yeah it's
0: like i thought there was something that had like a warning on it yeah there was (laughs) a few of (laughs) those
1: for sure it was like he was like i was told to come in here and sew you up and and then he starts doing it and he's like dude can you help? <laughs> so I'm like holding my stomach shut as he's sewing it together.
0: Sorry, bro. Like, what the fuck? Yeah.
1: Now I'm a doctor all of a sudden. Oh, my <laughs> you know? God. So it was uh, the worst part of it all was the hospital. I stayed 78 nights in the hospital. And that's it's worse than jail. You know, you can't move. You're stuck to a bed. And you may have one roommate who's most of my roommates. I had a few really great roommates that I'm still friends with. And I'm very thankful for them. But the majority of my roommates were elderly people who were dying. That sucks. You know, and it's like a couple guys died while I was in there. Like, they were my roommate, and then Mm -hmm. they went to go to their surgery and never came back. And the nurse is like, oh, I can't tell you what happened. But, you know, it's like What kind
0: of, like, thought holes are you going down in that time? Everything.
1: I mean— You know, I have tried to tell Christy many times, like, the amount of time I spent alone was—it's solitary. Yeah. You're in solitary, Not and you have IVs on your arms. And most of the time I had IVs in each arm. So I wasn't like a single IV. I was both arms getting yeah. injected. Um and then all the surgery holes and just I had my ostomy, which was insane. I had an ostomy. Talk about humbling. Talk about, you know, I try to be a humble person already. I, I love oh, shit. Yeah. But I try to live within my means. And that was the most horrific, horrific feeling and emotional roller coaster I'd ever been through in my life.
0: Well, I imagine that's I mean, I I feel like I know you to be go, 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 go. Yeah. My life has changed. Yeah. Yeah. But like that moment of being put in that spot where you're like, now I can't, there's no go. No go. And then being like, what do I do when I not go, go, go? Yeah. Cause I, and I'm, I'm not saying anything, but like a lot of people that go, 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 there might be something that they're avoiding or whatever that looks like. Sure. And then you're just like, I'm going to, I'm got to, Sit here with that now, I guess. Sure. And then you got people fucking dying next to you. <laughs> like, that's fucked up. Yes. I can't even imagine.
1: It was the biggest emotional roller coaster I'd ever been on in my life. It was 78 nights of solitary, not including months at home. Yeah. You know, Christy was with me every step of the way, but she worked full time. So I was sitting in my bed at home because I was bedridden for almost a year. Yeah. I sat in my bed at home for the other 90 nights or whatever it may be. Um, it was just an emotional, it took me to another place. So you're right. I used to be go, go, go. I also used to have a hundred percent control of my life. Yeah. And when that happened, I lost control of everything. You know, I had no control over myself, where I was going to be, how I was going to survive, what I was doing, what I could eat. You know, when they put me on these diets and shit that I had to stick to water diet for four or five days. Yeah. It's
0: like, you're starving yourself. Just well, I'm thinking Like what we were talking about the first time you were here with growing up and everything and you're like. I got to look out for myself. I
1: had to no control. one to look
0: out for me but me, and now uh, you're in a place where, like, you have to rely on other people for all the stuff that you're normally like, no, I'll take care of it myself.
1: And I'm like, a million percent. That's <laughs> it, it. Was my biggest dilemma. I think I, you know, I still, I'm still in therapy for it, and I still uh, talk to my therapy I, I did therapy for two. Two days a week for almost a year straight. Two days a week's a lot for therapy. Personally, it
0: sounds like a fucking dream to
1: me. (laughs) For me, I needed it. As someone
0: going into that field, I'm like, yes, that.
1: Yes. Uh, But yeah. It needed to happen. And I knew that personally. I'm so open-minded to myself to where I was like, I need this therapy twice a week. Um, And I still see a therapist. I actually took a break and I decided I needed to see one again. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. The amount of trauma that you go through. In all of those scenarios like you said dealing with past trauma there's a reason why i was on the go 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 because i didn't feel safe and i needed to pr- protect myself yeah, yeah. and my kids and my family once i lost control then you're dealing with that trauma i can't do shit right now i can't take care of myself i can't feed myself i can't wipe my own ass i don't even shit out of my ass i shit out of my belly butt is what we called it my stomach belly butt yeah it was my belly butt <laughs> i think it was the first day i, na- I made that name up i yeah. was like well, I guess I got a fucking belly butt now. Yeah. And we just started cracking up. Humor was, you know, obviously one thing that I, I stick to when it comes Excel to. Excel at. <laughs> I tried to. And, and we had a lot of humor in the hospital and made a lot of nurses laugh, doctors. And, you know, it's how I got through the whole thing. Yeah. It was just being me and my personality. Um, being friendly with everyone or telling people to fuck off a lot. Yeah. I was my also my only advocate, minus Christy, but she wasn't there all the time. So I was the one saying, "No, you're not I imagine doing it."
0: The recovery on that side was <laughs> equally as traumatic. Yeah, its own its own thing. Yeah, not Which, only like, being in it. Not to pull you into this episode, but I, I just I gotta wonder. And feel free to like be like, I don't know you. I'm not telling you things, but like <laughs> I'm just curious. When he's in that bad of shape, are you like? I guess like I don't need to bring up the fact that I'm in pain because you just feel almost guilty bringing up your own shit, even though you had like ribs and your fucking collapsed lung and, but it's like, yeah, but I guess he's like been out for four days and he's like, but died three times. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She held her trauma in, it's what, it's what, it's what bonded us together. Oh,
0: I can't even imagine. Yeah.
1: So her and I met a month before the accident. And we met each other and we just Worst chatted.
0: third date ever.
1: <laughs> Maybe the fourth date or fifth date, but it's pretty
0: close. Oh my God. We,
1: uh, and we actually, when we met each other, we we're like, we're going to do this right. And I told her, I said, we're doing this right. Like we're going to go on dates. Yeah. We're not going to beat each other's house. You know, you, you yeah. meet somebody next thing you know, they moved in the next day. Yeah. I've done that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, I was like, we're going to go on dates. We're going to date each other. Yeah. And it really was like our fifth, sixth date, something like that. And, uh. I was going to introduce her to my friends. I was like, well, I'm going to have lunch with my friends. You can come with me. And she was like, sweet. And that was it. We got in the car accident. And at that moment, you know, not only did people tell me this, but also I knew like she had no reason to stay. Yeah. She could have been like, I can't deal with this shit. I'm out. Yeah. And so even after a month or two months, like, oh, it's tough. 78
0: days. It yeah. fucking
1: sucked. <laughs> and the 78 days wasn't straight. Yeah, yeah. So it was like. Well, yeah, um, I
0: remember seeing you being like home and then be like back. The- what? what? Yeah,
1: rough. Exactly. So she, it, it was extended that period. And uh, I don't. She tells me that there was days she wasn't there. I can't tell you or remember a day that she didn't come to the hospital after work. Yeah. Leave work early or just not go to work that day because she wanted to be in the hospital with me if I had something going on. Yeah. And it was, I can't tell you a day that she wasn't there. She's she's like, well, there's a couple. I don't remember. <laughs> and that's what bonded us so much. And we were friends. We were forced to be friends and forced to be love each other prior to engaging with each other. We were forced to do that. So once we decided, you know, like... I don't want to be with anyone else. And I found the person who's going to stand by my side at my worst moments. Clearly. No matter, clearly, Yeah. yeah Get my, that
0: out of the way now. You don't have to worry about it later. That's fantastic.
1: It, and I'm an asshole, dude. So like dealing with me as a woman is not easy. I'm a dick. Like I'll tell you, you're a piece of shit real quick. And I've told many women they're pieces of shits for doing stuff that I think's wrong. And
0: now you're in therapy twice. <laughs> no, I
1: mean, it, I've been in therapy my whole life. Um, but yeah, so she deals with my shit, and I deal with her shit, and we we get along. I said I've never been in a relationship where I didn't argue yeah. and fight, and it's like we don't have that. We don't That's have those, that life. Like our life is better. We go do shit and we laugh, you know. I literally last night we were walking up the porch, we like were being lazy as shit, and we went and got Taco Bell late at like nine o'clock. Love it. Yeah, speak my language. Yeah, dinner time.
0: Stop at Dairy Queen on the way down. <laughs> we thought
1: about that, <laughs> um, and uh, we were walking back up and. We, walk, we got out of the car, we start walking up to the porch, and I just thought to myself, like, I our security cameras, and I was like, they're watching how much fun we have. Like, we're joking with each yeah. other, laughing, and this is three years later of being together through hell and back. So, it's like, that's a relationship I didn't think I'd ever have, and that accident brought that shit tight, and it made it work, you know? Yeah. The accident, as bad as it was, it changed my life for the better.
0: Well, that's, I mean, that's why I Kind let... of like your flood. That's okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, same thing.
0: Same thing. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. They just took your body down to the studs and one hundred percent. And now you get some built-in shells. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I just, like. I, gotta, I like being I this to. far yeah. removed from it. Right, like, um given the opportunity, I don't think I would have asked you like last year. Like, hey, come over and tell me about this. Sure, because like, I think perspective gets better and better the further away you get from Absolutely. stuff like that, and and. It, it does sound like it just changed your, your outlook perspective, which is really funny to say. Cause anyone that like knows you or, or follows you or listens to the last thing we did, like you're, you're a positive guy. You spread the, the, the love, the cheer, your, your fucking yeah, yeah sign language and the relationship with your kids. I'm so curious about during all this. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so to say that like, Oh, now it's com- my perspective's completely shift. I'm like, well, shit, you did what did rainbow's coming out of you now like what's going on (laughs) um
1: uh, and it jaded me a little bit okay but i think it jaded me in a way that i needed yeah i needed it to to stop me i still believe in sharing love i still believe in sharing positive i still believe in making people smile and laugh cut life will tell you you know like (laughs) i like i enjoy that um but i i will no longer subject myself to what i don't deserve yeah And that was something that I was doing prior because I thought I had to. And even though I I always gained a lot from what I did, I had probably put more work in than what I was getting paid for in a lot of areas of life, you know? And whether it was friendships, whether it was work, whether it was anything. So that changed me. I will no no longer sacrifice myself for what I don't deserve. I won't do it.
0: I imagine the people that showed up, like at one point you're kind of forced to be like, I guess I am worthy of of love and worthy of this because look at all these people that are doing this. Where and I literally can't provide anything for them.
1: Yes, and yes. that's
0: got that's got to, at one point just make you be like, okay, I I deserve this.
1: Yes, and you do see it's one of those things where it's like when you're down, you see who your true friends are, and yeah. it, it's a reality. There's people that I was best friends with, I am no longer friends with. Yeah. It's just how it is. It's like well, it's because our friendship was based on the wrong things. You know, it yeah. wasn't based on truth and honesty and loyalty and compassion and love. So my life is better. I've minimized my circle. Um, I direct my love and my, and my goals towards directions that are going to embrace that. I don't just spew it out. You know, I do spew love out, but not like I used to. Sounds gross. Yeah. Um. I spew love everywhere. (laughs) All of that.
0: And I, I relate to that because I, I, I did a whole summer series thing on this, but like, making friends after you are like evaluating your current friendships after you've kind of reevaluated yourself yep. and how you believe in yourself and what you think you're capable of and worthy of. And like, you know, like, am I showing up like, am, are my friends meeting me halfway? Right? right. Or am I doing, are my relationships 70, 30, 80, 20. Sure. Right. And then being like, well, fuck, like, I guess I'm going to pull back to 50 and see if they meet me. And if they don't like, then you're
1: yeah. What can you do? I guess
0: I learned something. <laughs>
1: yeah, and that's I think at our age right now, yeah, that's where we're at. at our yeah. age. we're learning that that curveball. It's funny because I can remember my parents like being a certain way, and now I'm like, why? That's why they were that way. Yeah. That's why they didn't trust this, this, and this because they learned yeah. like I am. And
0: then, then they know. passed it out. And then they passed <laughs> that's that shit out. Yeah, yeah.
1: The goal is to wrap it up a little prettier than they did. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was you learn. I I learned more about myself in the past two years than I did in my whole life, I think, you know, yeah. the, the humbling experiences and the trauma, the torture. I mean, I was physically tortured in, in my life. I went through pain, you know, in this past two years especially, and it was like real pain, you know, the kind of pain where men break down and that kind of pain, the pain that is like more than most people can bear. And I, like, you just, anybody would have did it. They would have sat through it, yeah. you know, and, and but it's, I, i have a much higher appreciation for the people who do and what i went through and just every aspect of it all and how it affected me physically is something that i'll never forget and i try to remember every day why i'm grateful for what i have yeah. and you know now i refuse like my goals to work from home and sit on the couch and be thankful and happy as much as i possibly fucking can yeah. i want nothing more than to be in my own house doing my own shit making a living as easy as I can with as least amount of hours as possible. Yeah. And that's how I am now. Like she does all of our phone stuff. So anything that requires phone calls or emails or anything like that, she does all that. All I do now is give her advice. I'm just like her consultant. Yeah, I don't even work really anymore. So it's like,
0: can I ask you about the driving?
1: Yeah. The driving is the brain damage stuff. Okay. So I don't trust myself still because yeah, yeah. I, I miss red lights. You know, once I, I tried to drive and they told me I could drive, well, they kind of told me I could drive. So no, I. You the, the, the record said I couldn't. Doctor's record said he should not be driving. Um, but my case managers were like, oh, yeah, you're fine. So I started doing it, and then I had to learn on my own, I'm not ready. Because I start, I ran a couple red lights with her in the car again. Was it was just
0: like you weren't processing. As your, I yeah. wasn't
1: processing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my processing. So I had a lot of brain damage in the front and in the back. One has to do with memory. The other has to do with processing what you're doing. Yeah. So I still even... I can still talk well. I still look fine. No People wouldn't know. But if you yeah. know me, know me, you're like, okay, he's forgot. Like, I forget shit. I forget words. I forget what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. It just becomes chaos. And that's in, like, basic – you know, that happens when people are nervous. Yeah. It happens in my basic life with her and I sitting on the couch, you know. Have you
0: noticed a slow improvement? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes, the improvement. I, I started doing uh, neuro, psych, so, uh, neurofeedback therapy. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, that was <laughs> – I, well, I don't want to. I don't want to say that I vouch for it because I don't know if it worked or not. But I know when I started it, I started seeing improvements. But I also started doing more stuff. Yeah. I think time and neurofeedback therapy yeah. probably worked. can't hurt. It. it couldn't. Well, yeah, it didn't hurt. So I do see some. Uh, your brain never heals, but it recreates neural pathways. Yeah, yeah. So
0: neuroplasticity, maybe. That's, that's it. It's, that's so. Uh... It's so fascinating, it's insanity. And it's it like, oh, this part that controls your arm doesn't work anymore. Let's make this part control your arm. Yes. You're like, what? Yes, brains are fucking crazy. The whole
1: body, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing that I am more amazed now than I ever was before. Before I didn't care. Now yeah. I'm like, holy shit.
0: Yeah, I and I imagine your perspective on this is, is out of this world, but like, I got hernia surgery years ago, okay? Um, right, right down there, right yeah. where it's sensitive. Yeah. Um, but I was so freaked out by it because it's just like this wound, and he glued instead of stitched. That's a whole other thing. Yep, it was like almost a lawsuit. I hated it. But oh boy, I was like, I had zero faith in it healing, and everyone's just like, No, your body, like your body. I was like, What are you talking about? And then yeah, and then it heals, right? Yeah, and it's like what? Just, well, it's it's just yeah, the body's nuts. It's like and when I'm, you're a kid
1: and you fall off your bike and scrape yeah. your elbow and it bleeds everywhere, and then you're you're better next week it's fine
0: so you say that and then i got a fucking scar from some rollerblades when i was like eight years old
1: well you went harsh man <laughs> i did yeah. yeah i was like i
0: don't need stitches i don't need that shit. i need the scar when i'm 40 um there's
1: a ruthless scar on your elbow too yeah. shit that's the elbow right is it no it's that one you have one on there too your yeah. other one well that's or no that might have been from, from sitting us. on the table yeah yeah that's from there a, you go
0: going down my driveway, didn't even get to the end of the driveway had my rollerblades <laughs> tied to my bike and the break of the rollerblade went in the front spoke, oh, flipped God. me forward, oh, God. landed on my elbow in the gravel. Good oh, times. my God. Um, so, you know, I feel same thing, car yeah. accident, but yeah. Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that, yeah, the, the body, the mind is, is insane. So the the driving is is a brain thing. Yeah. I just don't uh, trust
1: myself and I don't want to put anyone in danger yeah. or myself. Absolutely.
0: And, yeah, uh, so. I'm curious about the, we were talking about this before we got started, but the you do glass blowing and, mm-hmm. and make art and stuff with with glass. Yeah. You said you haven't done that in a little while. Correct. You have done that since the accident? I have done it since. Okay.
1: But I haven't done it in a consistent basis or level on any Is there
0: level. a blockage there because of what the accident or just like you don't feeling like it or I mean um, I know creative endeavors can go either way. You can just be like I don't really feel like doing this. It's
1: but. it's a lot to do with motivation. Okay. It's a lot to do with motivation and how I'm feeling, but that's all a result of the accident, you know, like my motivation and levels and like I said earlier, uh, depression and yeah. stress and anxiety. My anxiety levels are different now. So I used to not be a very anxious person. Yeah. Now I am. Yeah. Now I, like, when I get in the car, I have PTSD. Well, yeah. Uh, all kinds of anxieties Who I would? never had before. Um, talking to people gives me anxiety because I can't remember shit that I used to remember. Well, hopefully this isn't This me is anxiety. chill. No, this is totally fine. I, yeah. yeah, as long as I can cuss and swear, I yeah. usually don't give a shit. Oh, nuts. Um, but, so, it's been... Just inside, going to doctor's appointments. Yeah. I can't handle too much stimulation at one time. So if I'm in a doctor's office and people are talking all around me, I'm yeah. getting the fuck up and leaving. Yeah. I'm not sitting there. Unless I have something there that I feel safe with, Christy or my uh, case managers who usually come to my doctor's yeah. appointments. I mean, for a while there, I was doing four doctor's appointments a week. I did that for about a year and a half.
0: You just become extra sensitive to like stimulating.
1: Stimulation yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah. And trusting people. Because yeah. a lot of our medical field is based on money, and most of all that's—I well, mean—that's a whole,
0: I mean, a whole yeah. other thing. Like, I don't want to get into your sure. business in that way. I know everyone's their own person about money and stuff, but I can't imagine like what that looked like uh, <laughs> bill-wise. Oh. from all the hospital and the surgery. I'm fortunate. I
1: have I had really
0: great insurance. Oh, yeah. So, would you just hit your maximum and then it was all covered,
1: or? Well, I had a hundred percent, so nice. everything is covered for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. So anything medical is covered for the rest of my life. Nice. Um, I, they did wage loss for me, so I had I was employed through Real Estate One as a marketing manager, uh, yeah, yeah. uh, social media marketing manager. So I had wage loss for quite a long time. Um, it's not a lot. It's not even close to what I was yeah. making, but it supplemented the bills enough yeah. to keep me from dying um, financially. And uh, well, yeah.
0: That, I mean, that's sadly and i only bring it up because you, you mentioned like that's the money-driven system that we're in right and that's yes. that's the scariest part is like there's so many people i've been this person where something is wrong with you but you're like maybe it's not like because you know if you go down that road that's a fucking expensive
1: road to go down right yes it is got to
0: start seeing specialists and you gotta yes. get this ct and this x-ray and like 900 blood tests and i
1: looked at my last insurance statement because they tell you like how much they've spent out on each yeah, yeah. Uh, thing and one of them was one point two million. Holy, shit. which I believe was just my medical coverage.. Yeah. It so it was just
0: the trademark application for medical stomach coverage. Butter. yeah.
1: <laughs> so that was my hospital stays, that was ambulance ride, that was things like that. Um, and then another one was seventy thousand. They paid out in vehicles. so they had to pay out. my vehicle was totaled. Uh, oh. and then I think another car involved got totaled. Yeah. No one was hurt, but it got totaled. So they paid out, I think, two or three cars. I can't remember. And then uh, there was wild. a wage loss that they also paid me, which was, I don't know, 70 grand or something like that yeah. a year and a half or something like that. That's so, just nuts. I'm a million-dollar insurance claim for sure. <laughs> yeah. you know They're like, looking after you now. <laughs> yeah, no, they are. Now they want me off. So yeah. I'm always covered for the rest of my life for medical, but they don't want to pay me wage loss anymore. Yeah. But... Uh, which but, is kind of dumb because I can't work. Yeah. Like I can't read a contract. Just because I can walk, talk, and stand doesn't mean that I can do my job, what I used to do. Yeah. um, I w- It requires another person with me to do that part, which means I can't do it. So they should still pay me wage loss, but they don't. I don't really give a shit. I make more money without wage loss than they do. So uh, it was just I don't worry about it no more. But the yeah. insurance company actually was great to me. I can't. Yeah, they took awesome. care of me. Yeah, we had no complaints until recently. So it wasn't, and I don't even complain. I'm like, whatever. We'll call it even. Yeah,
0: you just, I mean, you just hear the horror stories. The horror
1: stories. I heard tons of them. Mine was not that at all. They took care of me. That's good. Yeah, I never, my ostomy, I remember them telling me a nurse, multiple nurses come in because I had ostomy. And instead of typically what someone would do is they'd wear it for a week, a bag, a shit bag. And you clean it, you empty it, and then you put it back on. I fucking emptied every single bag. If there was yeah. a bag full of shit, I took it off, garbage, yeah. clean myself up, put a clean bag on. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Most and all nurses were like, "What? Nobody gets this." I'm like, "What do you mean?" They're like, "Yeah, you're supposed to wear that for 3 days." No, I go through about 6 a day. Yeah. 6 bags. They're like yeah. most insurance insurance companies only offered 3 a week, God. I think. Yeah. So fucked up. 3 a week is what they so offered. I went through 6 a day. I have a box still that I will not sell. I'm waiting to give them to someone who needs them. Yeah. Full awesome. of ostomy bags. Good I've offered them online and no one's grabbed them because not everyone knows someone with a shit bag. But Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and that's a whole other thing we can talk about. It's just like there's,
0: there's a lot of shame around that too. And Oh, God.
1: Uh, so the amount of shame with the shit bag was insane. <laughs> I mean, you always have shit yeah. like stomach height, you know, your yeah. dinner table. Yeah. That's where my shit was. was where <laughs> the dinner table touched my stomach, yeah. that's where there was a bag of shit. Yeah. and it was fucking might gross. not want to hug me bro <laughs> dude i tell people like well i had a leak i woke up in the oh. middle of the night with my shit bag up with shit on my face oh. i mean many times that's i'm telling you humbling like yeah i remember shitting in the hospital and shit went everywhere and i had to mail nurses come in and clean me i
0: think we've broken the record for the amount of times we've said shit, shit. on one episode well and i, dealt I with love a, it
1: i dealt with a lot of shit that's the thing yeah um her and i like I ended up buying, like, souped-up masks so it would cook, plug our nose. Because we would gag. We both have a gag reflex. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, God. We'd be changing the shit bag, and both of us would be like, wah, wah, nonstop. It was just too much.
0: Well, in the hurricane, I mean, I think this goes with a lot of, like, bodily stuff. Like, if it's your own stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, it might be gross, but it's your own stuff. Sure. But then when it's someone else's stuff. Completely different. <laughs> That's why I'm like... Sometimes with kids, right? And I know, I'm sure with kids, it's like yeah. it's still it's your kids stuff, but
1: it's like it's still gross. Yeah, it's gross as shit. Ugh.
0: Um, <laughs> literally, literally. So speaking of your kids, uh huh, I was going to ask you that. What uh, how's your relationship changed with them because of this?
1: Um, or has it? That's another big thing that happened this year. Is I did get fifty percent custody of my son, so he is with me now. 50% of the time, nice. which has been amazing. Yeah, I bet. Uh, a lot of dads don't have that opportunity and a lot of dads don't win. I won. Um as far as it changing our relationship, my daughter it traumatized her, for sure. What about? Um she obviously stood tall and did what she had to do after the accident to just keep people, you know, everyone reached out to Savannah. Everyone's yeah. like, "We don't. who do we reach out to? Savannah." Yeah. So, she connected everyone like she made sure christy had connection with everyone she made sure my friends had connection knew what was going on like you said you reached out to her yourself yeah um and i think after it all simmered down is when it finally hit her and her and i were able to talk about the trauma you know because it scared her of course her dad was dying all the time um and i was (laughs) fucked up like i was so mentally fucked up from the pills yeah that you can't act right you know um multiple times where I raged out out of being just not being there in my right mind, screaming and yelling and cussing at everybody to get the fuck out of my way. And you're just fucked up and you're depressed and you're hurt. And, uh, you know, she toughed it out like a fucking pit bull. Like she, our relationship is amazing. You know, that's, it always has been. And I'm lucky that I've always been there and she's been there in my life. And this did nothing but I think make us stronger. I think, uh, There was a moment where she kind of, we went off the rails for a minute and she was testing her limits with me as a dad, but she also took, we took like a three months. Yeah. Yeah. We've never had issues. And of course we had an issue. It lasted three months, but she came back and, uh, you know, we both apologized to each other and she understands what I went through and I understand it was tough for her. And, you know, like going through the accident for myself was so much internal and mental trauma, physically, emotionally, and mentally, that it was hard for me to see anyone else's pain. It was hard for me to see Christie's pain. It was hard for me to see Savannah's pain or anyone else. In my friends who cared enough. Yeah. Um, I just tried to get through, you know, it was like, what could you do? All I could do was think about surviving every day and trying to get through my life and, and, be thankful for the ones who came, and I mean, I didn't want to do anything without Christy next to me. I know that. Yeah. I know I'd beg her to come. You know, like please, just come up here and sit with me.
0: Had a partner um, in it.
1: Yeah, bring me a chocolate shake or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm eating nasty bullshit up here all the time. Um, but and my kids, my son, he, I didn't see him for almost four months because when the accident happened, it was the at the end of COVID. So the hospital was on lockdown still. Yeah. So she couldn't even come see me. the whole
0: other thing I was wondering about. Yeah. Yep.
1: She couldn't even come see me. So you had to have a COVID vaccination and only one person could come yeah. for like an hour. So that lasted for two, three, four weeks, something like that. And then once that changed, they made it to where you could come without a COVID vaccination, but you had to have a mask on and only one person could come. So it was Christy coming every day. Um And then eventually, you know, I was there so long that it became, I had three people in my room by the end of it, you know, and nurses try to kick them out and other nurses are like, they're like, we've
0: fired nurses since you, there's people that have been employed here less time than you've been here. That (laughs) is true.
1: I watched nurses come in and out and you know, the nurses and all the gossip about COVID and Oh oh, man. I mean, I was on the floor with a lot of COVID patients and I was doing laps, and they had the doors sealed up and stuff. It was insanity. Um, And I'm a talker, so I was talking to everyone about, like, what's going on over there.
0: You good, bro? You dying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Even the – yeah.
1: I was talking – exactly. Yeah. I'd be – and I'm an advocate for people. and I was an advocate for myself, so I'd be advocating for other people. Like, go clean his fucking mess up, you know? Like, (laughs) that guy needs someone to get him in the shower or something. Um, Yeah, I lived in there, so they they realized who I was real quick. But uh, if anything, it made my relationship with my children better, I think, just because I'm – it humbled me more as a father, as a person – um as a human do you think it
0: enabled them to because this is something i feel like we don't get till we're adults some people later than others but like where you see your parents as like oh you're you're a human you're not like this infallible being and i think a lot of us get that in our like 20s 30s where we're like oh mom's just like this lady sure sure (laughs) do you think they saw you in that way at like
1: earlier than most people would not my son but my my daughter yeah yeah my son being so young i think he looked at me like i was a superhero you know like he's still he thinks i'm the baddest dude in town like and uh and he like his thing is like my dad's tough he got through that and uh my daughter she got to see the down and dirty of like you know just emotional breakdown and emotional despair and just physical breakdown and just she got to witness firsthand that dad is real And dad is scared. Yeah. And, you know, I was scared a lot. There's no joke. Well, you should be. (laughs) Dude, I was afraid a lot. And even though, you know, I'd be telling Christy and her, like, you know, I'll be okay. Don't worry about it. I'd hang up the phone and be like, fuck, I might not survive past today. Yeah. And, uh.
0: Just afraid to go to bed?
1: Uh, well, I I, I slept a lot. (laughs) I slept a lot. But I was never afraid to go to bed because the drugs were great. But, uh. (laughs) I just, I just knew that I, I, I came to terms with dying and mm-hmm. I think I had done that before the accident, but I had to really come to terms with dying during that process of yeah. like, you might die tomorrow. You know, this surgery, I died during surgery and literally he told me, he's, he's like, you didn't, you almost didn't make it. Yeah. He's like, we had to bring you back. And, uh, that was my very last surgery and it was eight hour surgery okay. and it was just insanity they told her it was going to be 3 or 4 hours and then she ended up sitting in the hospital out in the waiting room and she's like clocks ticking she's like it should have been done an hour ago yeah she, and then finally the my surgeon came out and told her i'm okay but when we went to our last thing he didn't tell me this till months later he goes i'm going to tell you you didn't make it in that last one he goes we brought you back and we, we you barely made it
0: i, I can like, like everybody involved in an 8 hour surgery <laughs> is mind-blowing to me because hey like you're the patient being out for eight hours like anestheti anesthesi. i can't say that word but yeah. for eight hours like insane pretty sure that's frowned upon <laughs> and then obviously i mean you went under right yeah uh, and then just like being a surgeon like operating for eight hours like do you switch surgeons at that like halfway through like what does that even look like because that's that's not everyone involved. Like eight hours in this operating theater is just crazy to me.
1: An operating room is so just docile, it's so just bland, it's sterile, white, man, sterile, stainless steel <laughs> yeah. everywhere, and just people in gowns, and it's like masks, yeah, and gloves, and it's like you're trapped for eight hours. I can't, I can't eight imagine. Races. My yeah. my surgeon was amazing. That's nuts. He was one of the coolest dudes ever. He was straightforward with me. I have no down to you know bad thing to say about him. He was the man. Um
0: so what's what are you doing outside of 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 the accident and and recovery and I know you mentioned living. Yeah. yeah well, and yeah, bravo. Yeah. But uh <laughs> I'm just curious and it's my own like projection questions as you can see the guitars on the wall, but I'm cuz I'm thinking when you talk about the glass blowing stuff and motivation and things like that, I'm like I know that shift of like you have plenty of creative outlets available but you just like, don't really feel like doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else that you've done as a, like, do you have anything? Cause you're a creative person. You've for, been doing that. Yeah, I've
1: been doing a lot of photography. Okay. That's picked up. Yeah, a I was lot like, there's gotta year. be
0: something you're doing just cause I know you're a creative yeah, person. And I've been it's doing a lot of photography
1: there. and, uh, that's about it really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool though. That's about it. I like the healing process is such a long, and even now, like this is going to wear me out. Yeah. yeah. No joke. Um, f- my brain. It's see, I seem fine. Yeah. But when I leave here, I'm going to go home. Oh, it's going to be exhausting. And I'm going to have sure. to fuck and My brain's over. You know, this yeah, is yeah. too much. I don't leave the house for more than a couple hours a day, three, four, five hours a day, if that. Um, yeah, I'll, it wears my brain down big time. And my nervous system. You know, that's what anxiety and stress, and that's what that is. It's a nervous system flooding. Yeah. And your nervous system just starts shooting to the end of all your nerves. And... I'll be wore out, so I I've been trying to get out more and do more stuff. Photography has been really good for me because I'm behind the camera and I enjoy photos. And yeah. I she tells me I rain man out on editing, so like I'll just edit like
0: flow state, man.
1: I do it, man. Yeah,
0: hyper focus.
1: I'll do I'll do photos and I'll have them edited within three hours after the photo shoot. Did like, you have any? Did you
0: have any like? Uh, again, this is all projection shit. <laughs> do you have any ADHD in your like
1: prior to? Not that's, that I was diagnosed with, but I'm probably, probably, yeah.
0: Well, cause that sounds like hyper focus, right? Where you're like, time doesn't exist. You're doing this task and you're doing it well and intricately. And you're like, that's the thing that you're. Yeah. And, and... oh okay. shit.
1: Back in the day. I mean, back in the cocaine days, man, <laughs> some people can do cocaine and like, it makes them normal. Yeah. And they need Adderall. They yeah. need me. I didn't need that. Like when I do, it makes me fucking hyper-focused and I'll like search for cocaine all night. You know, well, like that's
0: technically that's, that's what everyone on
1: cocaine does. Not everyone does. <laughs> you know, like I remember thinking how weird I was cause not everyone did that. Some people yeah. can go to work on cocaine. Some people can like go hang out with their friends in public places on cocaine. I couldn't, it yeah. fucking made me hyper-focused yeah. and I, people would be like, what's wrong with him? And that's just how it was. I said so.
0: he having nine hour conversations about balloons like we are. Right. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and I so I'm on I'm on Adderall. Okay, for I got like the full battery of tests for ADHD. Sure. Uh, and it's like it's been life changing, honestly. But nice. it's only been like a year and a half, um, in a very very small dosage. But I have a friend that like abuses it. Okay, and he does like to stay up and and shit like that. And so when I finally took it, I expected to have you know like the stimulant, the cocaine, sure. like the yeah, yeah, and. I didn't get that at all. And I told my therapist, I was like, I'm not like hyper jittery, like anything like that. And she's like, that means it's Working. correct for you. Yes. <laughs> I was like, Oh yes. And, uh, and then I was able to like, you know, finish the 900 projects that I got 80% done with. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> how like
1: something, that chemical, they give you a chemical yeah. and it just rewires your brain. And well, just,
0: and, uh, and it, you know what the, the craziest part is? And we talked about this in a diagnosis class that I was just in, um, None of, I mean, technically, yeah, the, the drugs are the chemicals, but the chemicals that they're altering mm-hmm. are already in your brain. Correct. They're, they're just moving them around a little. Correct. Closing synapses and shit. And you're yep. like, oh, okay, that's kind of neat. Yeah. So it's just like filling in the gaps where there's gaps.
1: I never did. Okay. Uh, I have I was always against, you know, I'm a weed guy. Yeah. yeah. I love my cannabis. I fucking smoke weed for everything. You know, yeah. If I'm depressed, I smoke it. Anxiety, smoke it. If my stomach hurts, smoke it. Um, If I'm hungry, smoke it. <laughs> um not hungry smoke it it. but since then i have been put on uh i don't know what you'd call them antidepressants uh you know psych meds kind of thing um which have helped me it's and i was against that shit but like i knew i needed something i knew my brain was not producing the chemicals i needed at the time i had a, a lot of pituitary damage the pituitary gland is what's yeah, yeah. you know releases all those chemicals. Mine was not working. My testosterone levels dropped tremendously. You get reuptake inhibitors. Is well, like... we do every week. I get a um, test shot every week. Okay. I do growth hormone shots in my stomach every day. Um, I take a handful of pills every day. Yeah. Um And it's what I've needed to get through this past couple of years to heal yeah. and be like I said. My anxiety issues and depression issues after the accident were so high, and even though you could look at me and be like, hey, "He's fine." Yeah. I'm good at hiding it I'm yeah. good at masking it and I'm a strong person. So it's, you don't see it the same.
0: Was um, it hard? And, and I only asked cause you said, uh, the, you, like you were previously against it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder, so my stance on like psychotropic meds, antidepressants, Adderall, sure. anything like that was like, it's great. A lot, like a lot of people need it, like to fill in those gaps that we were talking about. Sure. But like, you know, but I don't. And then when I started Adderall and I was like, Oh my God, like this, is, and I realized like, oh, this is what normal functioning feels like for most people. Right. I had a very hard time accepting like, oh, I'm one of the people that do need it. Sure. And I'm wondering if that
1: oh, 100%. translates at all. Okay. I think so. I think that has something to do with control. You know, for me, it was like, yeah. I wanted to control my own brain. I didn't want to have to take a pill to like release the chemical I needed at the time yeah, yeah. or to like tr- the chemistry change. Um. So yeah, Absolutely. It took a lot for me to do it, and, but I knew, I like I said, at one time I got angry with my daughter and Christy, and I yelled at both of them, and I was cussing, I was swearing, I was pissed off, and that's when I knew. Like, okay, they don't deserve that. Yeah. I need to get help. So I ended up getting the pills or whatever I take yeah, from yeah. my uh, rehab doctor. and to Help with the regulation. And, yeah, I and mean, I think it helps, balance. but it's not... It just chills me the fuck out and just yeah. helps me not have such a nervous system overflow yeah. of feelings. And Absolutely. It's been beneficial for me. You That's know, great. I think so. And I definitely think that I was thinking like, oh, I don't need this. My brain will do it on it. It don't. you know, <laughs> Not when you have issues like that. Yeah, yeah. Pituitary gland's crazy. I didn't know nothing about it until I learned. Like It's, it's the one. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one that releases all those feelings you have. Yeah. And mine's all fucked up. Like I said, I get a test shot once a week. My test levels like a a man your size or my size, we probably have a pretty high testosterone level. You're in like the three fifty to five six hundred rate.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm at like a one twenty.
0: Oh yeah. Which is
1: low, low, low. So like and that was just because of the hospital stay and the pills and the and the you know degrading of your immune system and Better body. I hope my
0: brother doesn't hear this. He's in like hormone replacement therapy business now. Uh-huh. So oh, <laughs> I
1: bet. I bet he is. Yeah. He's his test levels are huge. <laughs> Yeah.
0: yeah um yeah that, i mean it sounds like you're in a really good place it sounds like that like if i were to theme everything you said it'd be like acceptance yeah and, and appreciation yeah and that's i mean that on brand for, for you yeah <laughs> so that, I'm that's, there. That's, that's, that's all awesome, we have
1: man. man there's nothing i could do you know i knew it was i didn't know it was going to take this long yeah but it is, and I'm accepting the fact that it is, and I don't really give a shit. I'm fine, and yeah. my life is fine, and I'm thankful as fuck for everything I got. And I'm thankful for my beautiful children and my girlfriend, and I'm thankful for my friends, and I'm thankful for life. You know, yeah. every day. I, this is a true story, and she can vouch. I sit openly on my couch, and I say, I am thankful. For what I have, I am I am gonna live life gracefully. Yeah. I will be financially free. I will be emotionally stress free. I you know I speak this out loud daily.
0: Basically. I hope I hope someone listens to this that that can help because there's a lot of people in your circumstance will come out of that and just be like, yep, not I'm not leaving bed. I'm not leaving couch. Sure, it changes world. people's
1: life in the worst way. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I knew I couldn't. I mean, I my brain tells me what's right and wrong in my yeah. heart and soul, and I know that's wrong. I know living in depression and sulking it up is wrong. Uh, my kids could never, I could never live that life in front of my kids. Yeah. yeah. So I had no choice but to get strong. Um, a real funny story, when I was in the hospital, the, I was dying. And there was a moment where my brain gave me hope because I was losing hope. And I was done. I just wanted to die. I wanted the suffering, the pain to stop. Yeah. And all of a sudden... I wanted to go fishing and I couldn't stop talking about going fishing for about two weeks straight. Yeah. And it was, it's nuts. Your brain will do that. was
0: like, I'm going to give you something to look forward to. Yes.
1: <laughs> My brain was like, Hey fucker, check this out. Yeah. And I talked about fish. I told every day Christy came in, I'm like, can we buy a fishing pole?
0: Was it super annoying?
1: <laughs> <laughs> she was just happy that I was on point. Yeah, you know? yeah. was really um, exciting. Telling the nurses and telling the doctors about fishing and, it was crazy, dude. It's like your brain will do that for you. It gives yeah. you hope. That's awesome. And that was something when I learned that, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go. And I still haven't went fishing. We <laughs> we've talked about it ten times. I'm like, I need I gotta dig the fishing poles out. But for that moment, my brain said, You need something to hold on to. Yeah. Here's your hope and my brain gave it to me and i talked about fishing nonstop. <laughs> it was awesome. crazy yeah and then it just went away it was like yeah. i don't want to fish anymore i want jello that,
0: that desire go gone. yeah so, and there's the adhd <laughs> There <it is. laughs> well i'm i mean i'm good i don't want to keep you much longer are you
1: are you good i'm good brother i'm i'm thankful to be here i'm thankful for you I'm and i love what you too. do and i'm and thankful I for my coming new coming kids back. on
0: the block sleeping bag yes i gotta remember yeah. to accompany this episode with a picture of that
1: Dude, I uh, I got that from a friend of mine, and I dibs like, dibsed on it. I was like, I'll take it. I was like, I love that old school shit. And uh, then I thought, I said, you know what? He'll appreciate it more than I will, actually. Uh-huh. And I do still have another gift for you that you're going to love. I'm very curious about this. I have to dig it out. I have to find it. It's at my parents' house, and I don't have full access to everything that's been buried over there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when I do, it's yours.
0: All right. Yes, yeah, you excited. can see from my shelves. there's nin- 90s speak to me. I love it. I love uh, it. Well, cool, man. I appreciate well, it's you. it's good having you back.
1: Absolutely. I appreciate you, brother. You
0: and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend? All right. You just listened to my interview with Antonio. Uh, round two. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so good seeing Antonio. He just went through such crazy shit with that car accident and i like many of you listening and and other people that don't even know this podcast exists um were following along on social media and getting updates from his daughter and it was really just a crazy time because you it's a strange thing you know in your 30s not knowing if like someone is going to live or die in a really weird uncertain like not a stage four cancer you have six months situation but like a you might be fine you might you might die tomorrow uh, which I suppose that's how we all live every day right like you could get hit by a bus tomorrow but I, I mean hopefully you guys understand what I mean because clearly I'm not <laughs> explaining it super well Um but I am very happy that Antonio is still with us. And the work he has done, both physically, mentally, emotionally, uh, on himself in the last couple years, it's just remarkable. And I should have mentioned this at the top of the episode, but, you know, his girlfriend was here with him, who was also in the car accident, as he talked about. And, you know, she chimed in a couple times. You guys probably heard that. Hopefully you heard that. Otherwise, there's some dead air on this episode. Um, But... Those two just seem fantastic. And I would—I didn't know that he wasn't driving. So when he showed up, I was like, oh, man, someone brought a fucking entourage. I hate when this happens. It's happened like twice before. I'm not a fan of it. Cause it's like, who's this third fucking person in the room? But it ended up being really great. And, and she was able to sprinkle into the storytelling. And uh, what a, what a great, great time. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did, because I... I really enjoyed it. And the gifts, you guys. <laughs> this New kids on the block sleeping bag. I have pictures of that sleeping bag in a freaking Sears Christmas catalog from like 91, I think. So I could not believe when he pulled that thing out. And then he goes, wash it first. <laughs> Who knows what's happened in that sleeping bag in the last 30 years. Uh, and it's in like pristine condition. The reseller in me was like wonder how much I can get for this but then I said no this is a gift and it's fucking awesome um, yeah so good to hear from you. I hope you guys are having a wonderful October if you're doing a sober October I hope it's even fucking better I love you guys so much I'm doing the little hand signal I love you right now in a tradition of Antonio cut life Go follow Antonio online. Um, you can. I'm gonna tag him on our Instagram page, friend request pod. He's got such fucking amazing content. <laughs> what a funny guy. I'm so excited. All right. Thank you guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye bye.